Welcome to the Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It's been such a joy to bring you some messages on God's grace to help us through tough times. There are things that only God will do, but then there are things that only you will do. Today we're going to share a message with you called God's Law of the Harvest for Tough Times. Get your Bibles, get your notebook, listen in as we continue to share the Word of God that's going to be a blessing to you, your family, and your church. Stay tuned, and at the end of today's broadcast, we'll let you know how you can listen to this message in its entirety. We'll also let you know how you can come and be a part of what God's doing at the light of the world. Come and see what God's doing, and then come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. We do more than just sing about how great God is. We do more than just talk about he's an awesome God. We experience the power of God and the presence of God. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that in all things, see some people don't even ask God for things, some things, they don't even uh, engage him in some things. They try to do it all themselves. You ask him in all things, God, we need your help. We need your wisdom. Put us with the right people. We need somebody to come fix the fence. God, help us get the right fence fixer. At all times, having all that you need. That's the principle of increase. And then we have the principle of interval. We will reap what we sow, but it takes a while. We reap after we sow. We don't reap before we sow. It takes a while. The farmer goes out to the field and plants his corn and he waits. He doesn't come back that same afternoon and dig it up and see if anything happening. It takes, it takes time. I'm, you know, I, I'm thinking about when God is blessing me from some time. I'm saying, that's, that's from seed that was planted a long time ago. I got something should be coming in regular because I've been planting a long time. I'm not, some people get disappointed. The pastor said, if I would tithe, God's going to open the windows. They tithe one Sunday. They haven't tithed in three years. They tithe one Sunday, and then they get mad the next week if they don't have the windows they haven't opened. That haven't even sprouted yet. You put it in the ground, you ain't even watered it. You ain't even covered it up. One of the lessons of the harvest is that good things take time. Nobody in their right mind expects to sow and reap the same day. There is an interval between those two actions. Paul said, let us not grow weary while doing well. For in due season, we will reap. If we faint not, if we don't lose heart, in due season we're going to reap. So you may invest in the kingdom of God a long time before you see the harvest. But keep on investing because when you see the first harvest come in, the second one is right behind it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may think God's forgotten your sacrifice, but the Lord remembers his ability to keep the law of the harvest operating in our life is not a question. I believe God. Now, we've looked at the principles of the harvest, and now I want to take a moment to look at the product of the harvest. And when we follow these principles of God's harvest law, we'll eventually begin to see what we produce. I remember when I first came to the Lord, how many of you like me, you weren't tithing before you got saved? 
Maybe you weren't even giving before you got saved. I wasn't even giving before I got saved because I wasn't going to church. Some of these unsaved folk just go to church. I wasn't going to church since, I, since I'm not saved and don't need to go to church. You got a lot of unsaved folks at church. Just kind of walk over here a little bit. You got unsaved folks go to church. But I was unsaved, I didn't go. Because I knew the difference. So some folks are unsaved and they don't even know they're unsaved. They think they're saved. But Jesus said, I'll sort that out at the judgment. Why you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do anything I say? So I was unsaved, so I didn't go to church. So if I didn't go to church, I don't have to give nothing. And when I went, I did like all the other little folks I saw. I just folded up $2, (laughs) rolled it up real tight so they couldn't see what it was, and just dropped it in there. But when I got saved, It occurred to me that God said that he would bless me if I would obey him in the area of giving. That's one of the first principles I caught on to because I I like to have some money. I wasn't broke when I got saved. And I didn't believe this. Well, you got to be broke and poor to serve the Lord. That wasn't attractive to me. I want to be broke. I don't see that in the scripture. You got to be broke and poor to serve the Lord. And just hope you can get your blessing when you get to heaven. I want to enjoy a little bit of something right here. So I started tithing. I started giving. And, um, and I had to work through that. Because I started hearing these voices speaking to me. Why are you giving that much money? Like, Where'd that come from? You could be paying your car note off. You could be buying this and that. I said, I wasn't buying this and that before I got saved. I wasn't no big spender. But he was just talking to me. Every time I get ready to write my tithe check out, I hear these voices. Y'all heard them. Y'all looking at me like, huh? No, you heard the same voices. You don't think the devil is real? Write a big old check. You'll hear him. Why are you doing that? All the church want is your money. What is that preacher doing with your money? That preacher's buying a big old car. Y'all can't say that for for this preacher. (laughs) Remind me of the lady that went to the cleaners around the uh, corner and the lady, the owner was despondent and she asked her why. She said, your pastor came in here and he cussed me out. A member said, what? What happened? He said that uh, we messed up his $500 pair of jeans. She said, honey, that wasn't my pastor. My pastor ain't got a $500 suit. She said, I don't know who he was, but that was not my pastor. I had to go through that process of wrestling with myself of whether or not I was going to release to God as a, a recognition of how God has blessed me. And as I began to release that, and, and I had to talk, I started talking back to those voices. I said, you better shut up or else I'm going to give some more. <laughs> you see, if the devil ain't talking to you, you ain't giving enough. As long as you're giving $10, $20 when you should be tithing 200 he's not going to say anything. But when you get to the point where there becomes a supernatural a supernatural engagement with God's divine power that's getting ready to flow your way. He's going to say, uh, no, uh, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? 
Because he knows that he can't stop the blessings of God from flowing your way. And he knows as long as you, are, you have financial issues, as long as you're always in a bind, as long as you're always struggling financial, your mind ain't going to be on the things of God and worshiping God and praising God. Your mind is going to be on, Lord, Lord, just help me, Lord. Lord, you know what I need. Lord. No, but if you're going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and come in with a uh, glad heart, I mean, when you ain't got no financial pressure, you can sure serve the Lord and glorify God. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. Hallelujah. And when you broke, everything that happens is a crisis. You need a new battery for your car. That's a crisis. You're calling somebody. Can you help me get a battery for my car? Are you working? Yeah. You ain't got no money? No. So somehow they start calling somebody else. They stop calling me. Don't call the pastor. <laughs> your pastor is loving and kind and sensitive and generous. There she is right over there. so you know who to call. <laughs> so when we follow God's principles, we begin to see that he was produced for us and we're going to prosper. Not only financially, we're going to prosper spiritually. He who supplies seed to the soil will supply and multiply the seed you've sown. So secondly, as we follow his principle, we prove our love for God. Our, our giving demonstrate our devotion to him. An offering to the Lord is a tangible evidence of the reality of our commitment. Somebody says, our, our giving is an outward expression of what's going on inwardly in our heart. It's easy to claim love for him, but when we give sacrificially to him, we prove our love for him. And it's difficult to comprehend how a man can love God and never use his money to do anything for God and for God's kingdom. So thirdly, when we obey the command to give, we provide for those in need. We provide for those in need. There are many and various needs in the church and the community and those that are in need, but the resources of God's people, can, we can respond to those needs. And uh, I don't have to continually tell you how one of our core values here at the Light of the World is taking 10% of what comes in and we give it back out to other missions and ministries and we also help our members. We can't help everybody in the whole city, but we do help our members. As I'm thinking about this, you know, we, uh, we got a call. I, got, I was in the other building, got a call this morning. I'm like, oh, somebody's trying to find out how to get to church. Well, it was somebody telling me all the things that they needed and food and groceries and gas and all of that. Are you a member of a church anywhere? Well, no, I don't go to church anywhere. I used to go to church. Because the first thing I say, you should go to your church. They ought to help you. If, if you're a member of a church, you go to your church. Your church should help you. And if you have a need, you come to your church. I just told you how great a pastor you have. We will help you if you have a need. I'm truthful about that. We will help you. A church is here to help the people of God. That's why we asked you to tithe. But I found out something over the years of all the people that have come for help, those that are tithing rarely ever come. 
but we do help. And we help people that need food in the community that don't belong to us. We help them through the organizations. So I told this person, I said, we know that there are going to be those who need food and support. We give generously to the humble area assistance ministries to help those that are in need. They can do it better. They manage it. They have food. They have clothes. They have resources. They can do it better than we can. So they're there to help you. So we do. But that's the resources of God. If we didn't have any resources, we couldn't do that. A church ought to have resources. If, if you're giving to your church, whether you're at the light of the world or any other church in the world, if you are giving constantly to your church and your churches are good stewards, the church should have resources to do ministries, not just for the church, for the pastor, for the staff, and then nobody else can get anything. That's not God's plan for the church. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thanks again for listening to our broadcast. And we certainly hope as we have shared these principles of the harvest laws that God has put in place, that they are a blessing and a benefit to you. God has a way of blessing us so that we can have all that we need at all times to be a blessing to our families and to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. God wants us to prosper so we can be generous at all times and we can help further the kingdom of God with the resources that he places in our hands. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's broadcast as well as previous messages on our podcast. You can also go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as we're coming out of the summer, going into the fall, it's been a tough time for many of us. And I want you to know that God is moving by His Spirit and His power. Come and be our guest each Sunday morning at 16161 Old Humble Road. You will be blessed as God will enrich your life. That's every Sunday morning in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. Let me remind you that the Beacon Bookstore is on our campus at the Light of the World. We have communion supplies, books and Bibles and offering envelopes and all the supplies you need for your church and ministry. Call the Beacon, 281-441-2885. Now for the Light of the World, this is Jerry G. Martin saying... May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.